Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming at you. It's Rice for the touchdown. Rasheed Rice at the goal line. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Nance and Romo on the call this past weekend on CBS. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, Jim. You glad he's back? See, the problem is, like we talked about this last year, I, I watched so much Red Zone that it's like my first Tony Romo game is like the wild card round of the playoffs. But sure. I sit down and watch it, and I'm like, oh my God, like th- th- this is what it is. So he's yeah, like a caricature. It's he's it's, it's, it's something. It's something. Also, like, can can the Chiefs just play Rasheed Rice all the time? I, I don't I don't know what the holdup is. Like he's so clearly their best wide receiver. Not best pass catcher, but I think he's their best receiver. Can we can we please play this guy? Um anyway, uh Lockmas is still to come on the show and moves still to come. Golf bets, bets of steel. Uh we get the Phillies and the Braves underway as uh just the best month of the year in sports. Hashtag October. Joining us now though to talk week six in the National Football League. Uh and I know he's gonna be interested in talking about the Chiefs and the Vikings who played this past weekend is our good friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. You gotta be following Eric on Twitter, one of the best follows when it comes to the National Football League at Eric Eager underscore, and you got to check out the Sumer Sports football show with Eric and his co-host, former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, who's a Tim Scanlon client. Eric supports us. Please support Eric by checking out the Sumer Sports football show. Eric, welcome back to You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Happy week six, my friend. Happy week six. I can't believe we're already here. Yeah, I think we're just trying to tick off the days as fast as humanly possible, but it is actually, that's not true. This month, that's not true. This month, that's not true because, like, wait, I have had a lot of fun the last couple of days betting with baseball and hockey and everything back. Uh, Eric, something we've spent a lot of time on the show this last couple of days, not not like a, a single game breakdown or anything, but just what we expect to happen with the Minnesota Vikings the rest of the year. We talked about, you know, like what 
what would their win total be if they traded Kirk Cousins like Jefferson already out? How long do we think he's really going to be out? Some rumbling that maybe it's not four to six weeks. Maybe it's the rest of the season. Maybe it's, you know, like at at least a really long time. Kind of seems like they could bottom out and then maybe trade their quarterback. What do you think? This could be a discussion of the game this weekend against Chicago, but more just like, what do you think this is the rest of the season with Minnesota has a play out? Yeah, I mean, their, their general manager, Quasi Dapomenta, has shown a propensity for trading, right? The last year they traded for Jalen Rager, Ross Blacklock. Eventually they got T.J. Hawkinson, which was a hit. This year they, they got uh, J, uh, uh, Cam Akers into the fold. Uh, but he's also gotten rid of players that have been longtime Vikings, uh, Dalvin Cook, um, you know, Adam Thielen. So I think that there's a decent chance. Now the problem is, is that Kirk Cousins has a no-trade clause. Um, so he, you know, he can veto any trade. And while I think it would be silly for him to do so because he's coming up in free agency and there already are questions in the league uh, as to whether or not he actually wants to win or whether he just works there, um, I think that that is an impediment. So I think I think it's probably 75-25 that Kirk stays in Minnesota. Uh, I think Jordan Addison uh, and company are a good enough receiving core where they still should be favorites in games like this week against Green Bay. But it's a really good question because Cousins is a very good quarterback, especially over what they're going to play, which is Jaron Hall in all likelihood because Nick Mullins is close to going on IR uh, with a bad back. Uh, it could be really – I mean, you're talking about Carolina Panthers, uh, you know, uh, Arizona Cardinals-type power ratings if they were to get rid of Cousins. Do you, uh, do you like the Vikings this weekend laying a small number on the road at Chicago? I actually do. I know uh, you had Rob on earlier. We were all on the uh, same podcast together. Everybody in the panel liked the Vikings. Uh, it was four on the look ahead, even after Chicago kind of waxed um, uh, Washington on Thursday Night Football. And then the, what transpired, which was them being pretty competitive with the Chiefs, um, you know, at home and losing. Now, losing Jefferson's big, but Jefferson, no non quarterback is worth two points to the point spread or a point and a half if you're going through three. So I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. Also, you know, Minnesota, you know, my life, you know, my childhood growing up there, they went in like 2000 or 2017 winning like once or twice in Chicago. That's actually abated in the Kirk Cousins era. They've won in Chicago, uh, I think, three or four, t- three times in a row. So I think that that is overblown as well. There, There is supposed to be some weather in that game. But the Vikings, other than that disaster against Philadelphia on that Thursday night, have actually run the football pretty well, and they have the highest PFF grade uh, in the NFL. Like, you know, whether or not you buy the grades, it's pretty good that they are first in run blocking grades amongst the offensive lines. So, I think that they that that's a pretty decent number. I think that's a little short for the Vikings this week. So, obviously, Eric, no matter what happens with, you know, whether they trade Kirk Cousins or not, like whether it's the Vikings or the Bears, the Packers played Monday night, lost to the Raiders, like all these three teams trailing way behind probably at the end of the year, the Detroit Lions, who are minus a really big number to win the NFC North now. And the Lions play a really interesting game this week. Remember, like last week, it was kind of a a walkover, big number against Carolina, almost didn't matter who played in the game. They just put up a ton of points, got to put away Bryce Young pretty easily. That's it's probably not what's going to happen this week. Three, maybe three and a half, depending on where you go, on the road against Tampa Bay. What do you think happens in this game? Yeah, I would say it's bettable for Detroit if you can get minus three out to minus 115. Um, Baker Mayfield is second in the NFL right now in, in sacks taken per dropback. You know, in the good way, he's only behind Patrick Mahomes. Last year, he was fourth worst in the NFL on two teams. Mike Evans might be out this week. 
I think that that makes it harder for Baker Mayfield to get the ball out as quickly as he wants to. And hence, uh, I think Detroit, with that pass rush that's much improved, uh, with the defense in general that's much improved, I think that they feast on Mayfield. Um, I, I, I'm inclined to just – I just want to watch this game because it's that throwback uniform for the Bucks and it takes you back to the old NFC Central days. Um, but if I – you know, if it's anything over 3 minus 120, I think it's laying off. But I, I do make the game about four, uh, you know, for Detroit. Uh, against Tampa on the road. Yeah, the Bucks will be wearing the creamsicle uniforms coming up on Sunday as they host the Detroit Lions. You better you bet here with uh, Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday talking week six in the NFL with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Eric, how about the Atlanta Falcons and Desmond Ritter? Ritter, you know, to his credit, played pretty well last week for Atlanta in the, uh, the come-from-behind win against Houston. Ritter and the Falcons, two-and-a-half-point home favorites against Sam Howell and the Commanders. We thought this might be the Taylor Heineke Bowl, and then Ritter played pretty well, so Ritter gets at least one more start here the total is 42 and a half any bets or thoughts from you Falcons and the commanders Atlanta uh, laying a number sh- uh, short of a touchdown yeah I lean I lean commanders and I also lean over um it, it, it's an illustrative that even though Ritter did play better they went into the fourth quarter of a game against a banged up Houston Texans team with just seven points and you know it, and it would have been it had that held the third consecutive game that that high, you know, offense of three top ten picks was held with just a touchdown. So I, I, I like what he did in the fourth quarter. I think it's easier when, you know, you're behind and they had gotten behind a couple times in that game to do that stuff. It was encouraging to see some of Kyle Pitts, even though John Smith still kind of outproduced him. Um, but when I look at Washington, I, I still think that there are good things there. I think there's a pass rush that can get the Ritter. I think that there's uh, a physicality on both lines that is – you know, that's a little bit underrated. I know they gave up five sacks, but they were behind for most of that game. I think Washington off of rest will come in and make that game uh, make that game competitive and probably cover the number. Eric, we, we've talked about the Bengals the last few weeks. I think even a couple weeks ago, I asked you, like, are you, are you buying? And you're like, no, no, not really. <laughs> like, no, I'm not buying. And then they, they got smoked by the Tennessee Titans. You, you were probably right there. Um, and I was wrong. And then they, they come back and they beat Arizona. But I guess my question this week, we did a little bit of some, on the show, how much of that is just Arizona? And that when Arizona plays teams, they just make these other offenses look really good. And when Cincinnati plays teams that aren't Arizona, it's going to look like the Tennessee game. What do you think we see? Uh, maybe some rainy weather, maybe some wind. But right now we kind of kind of operate like at least like kind of normal football weather. Bengals two and a half at home against Seattle. Total about 44 and a half. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I, I like Burrow's movement last game. I like them, you know, basically just spamming targets to chase. I think both of those are encouraging. That being said, like, you're exactly right. People forget that when we get to April, Arizona will be picking first. On on purpose, this is part of the plan. Jonathan Gannon has spent the month, month of September and early October showing everybody he's not a Steve Wilkes. He's not, you know, a, a uh, Urban Meyer. He's not a Mike Pett type. He's, he's the coach for this team, and that's why they've been competitive. But make no mistake, this team is not trying to win. And, you know, no James Conner, obviously, no, you know, Buda Baker's been, you know, the depth on this team is being stripped out. And so I think what the Bengals did is what they should have done. And frankly, that game was too close for comfort for most of it. Uh, if you are a Bengals fan, I like the Seahawks here. Hopefully there's only threes popping up. If not, I think you like it. It's easier with the total the way it is. The weather, as you said, being like it is. Uh, I think Burrow's going to struggle Witherspoon on blitzes, possibly Jamal Adams on blitzes. Um, and, and the Seahawks offense getting a week to get healthier along the offensive line, getting a week. 
uh, to, to get JSN kind of into the fold a little bit better than he has been previously. Uh, I like Seattle in this one. All right, so Eric rolling with the Seahawks against the Cincinnati Bengals. Eric, let's go to London on Sunday morning for the Ravens and the Titans. I, you would think that Baltimore's pass catchers won't drop as many passes. It's almost like impossible, right, to do what they did last weekend against the Steelers. Baltimore out to a four-point, quote-unquote, road favorite. The game's neutral side in London um, against the Titans, where Mike Frabel's had a lot of success, obviously, game-planning defenses against Lamar Jackson. Remember the playoff game, the divisional round game, and Lamar's uh, MVP season in 2019. Ravens favored by four, four. Forty and a half the total. Any bets for you with the Ravens and the Titans on Sunday morning? Yeah, it's so funny. I sent Dimitrov a a picture of the score where it was ten three Ravens, and I was like, the Ravens mess around and lose this game four times a year, and and obviously it happened. That's always what you got to worry about when you lay points with, the, with Baltimore. The other thing you have to worry about is that's a bad field, and the Ravens get injured a lot. Yeah, and so I, I can't. I, I think the Ravens. I make the game like five. Um, but it's not enough for me to, to do it because there's just so many things that the Ravens do poorly that match up with this game. And to your point about Rabel, Rabel just mucks these games up to a degree that is it's just hard to, to you know, to lay points against them. I, I think that they'll do enough stuff to, you know, make Lamar Jackson kind of frustrated. And again, if you start, and I don't want this to happen, but, you thought you thought the Bills had a lot of injuries on Sunday morning. Like I think that the Ravens, you know, similarly so. Eric, we we've talked a, a good amount about this Niners Browns game, obviously, with kind of like what's going on with Deshaun Watson. We know we know there's going to be bad weather. Now there's a lot we don't know. Have you started to think about with kind of the news today? Hey, if it's PJ Walker, like what what am I doing here? Like we talked about even the totals thirty seven. It's been bet down four points, mostly because of the weather, but also because of Watson. Like is. Is that even is that high, is like way too high of a total if it's PJ Walker with weather? Like, have you bet anything yet in this game? Did you try to get ahead of anything? Are you waiting? Kind of, what's your approach here in about a minute, maybe for Niners and Browns? It's it's just so hard uh, to handicap a game like that because on one side PJ Walker's been like a decent fill-in guy in the past, but on the other side he got beat out by and no no disrespect, I was a Division two player too, but a Division two quarterback and Tyson Badgett. Uh, with the Bears, even after signing a guaranteed contract. So, I I, I don't know, man. I, I think, you know, 37 and a half, you could look under uh, still, even though you're not getting the best of it, of course. Um, but the Niners are explosive. I, it, it's a really tough – it's one where I just kind of want to see what happens. I, I don't have really an opinion uh, on side or totals that I'm, that I'm super uh, confident in. Eric, do you think the Panthers can keep it within shouting distance on the road to Miami this week? I don't think there's a chance. I think maybe Bryce Young does what he did last week, which is have some encouraging-looking drives. Um, but I, I, the, the defense, I don't think, has real, really much of a chance. No. Okay. All right. Uh, what What about the Giants? No no one's going to play their 14 against Buffalo. And you said you think Arizona's going to pick number one. Any chance the Giants pick number one? Oh, I think there's a chance the Giants pick one. I just don't know if they're trying, you know, like I, they, they have, they have an easier schedule than Arizona. I believe if I'm looking right. And like, you get the commanders twice, you get, you know, you know, Dak's going to have a privileged game where he throws three or four interceptions. Maybe it's against you. Um, so I, I think the giants have a path to winning games um, and they're trying to win games because Daniel Jones has like a $69 million dead cap hit. If he's cut after this nice. year. And so I don't, I think they're going to at least try to nurture him for one more season. 
Eric, I always ask you this question at the end of the interview. Out of anything that we have not yet discussed, could be a side, could be a total, could be a player prop if you're into that. What is your favorite look that we have not yet discussed, Eric, coming up for week six in the NFL? Yeah, take a clothespin, put it around your nose, and take New England plus three against uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Bill Belichick against the former assistant. I know it. I know it's awful. I know it's not. You might not even want to watch the game, but to me, that that's my favorite play of the whole week. All right, so that's the uh, the Patriots getting three on the road in Vegas against the roll pal Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Eric, we sincerely appreciate the time as always. Uh, Eric supports us. He comes on with us every week. Support him. Follow him on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore and check out the Sumer Sports Football Show. My friend, thank you very much for the time. Good luck with the bets this weekend, and we will talk to you soon here on the show. Nick, Ken, thanks for having me on. Take care. Our friend Eric Eager joining us on You Better You Bet. So everyone likes the Patriots. Here's my strategy. Number comes down to two and a half. I think I might lay it with the Raiders. I, I'm I'm done betting the Patriots. I'm done for now at least. I'm done. I, I don't think you're gonna get two and a half in the game. Two and a half. I don't think you're gonna get that in the game. I just uh, I think we're just gonna stay three. If we stay three, I don't think I can bet the game. I might bet the Raiders. Might bet the Raiders. Well, besides the total, I bet the under obviously. But in the side, if it's just three, maybe that's just the right number. All right, coming up next, more line movement for week number six in the National Football League. Nick and Ken, you better you bet on the BetQL Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.